Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs a cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the right side. Today's show is called Deciphering the Message. All right, so we're going to try to break some things down here. We're going to try to dig through some of the rummage and see what we can come up with. And I've got my best gold digger over here to my right, my man, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he is Stater underscore Niner. What's going on, V? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm off today. When I say off, I mean, like, I'm back to work, but I'm uh, off on call. That That's doesn't start until tomorrow, so I'm, I'm excited. I was healthy enough and feeling better, so I went to work today. Had a pretty good day. Some meetings with the management and stuff like that. It was it was all good. It was all good, man. Awesome. Yeah, buddy. So, guys, listen, we're going to bring you guys a fun show tonight. I promise you that. I believe other people are going to be joining in later, uh, but maybe not. I don't know, but we're going to break down what we can break down between uh, amongst ourselves here. But first, let me start with the formalities. Guys, if you've never been here on the YouTube channel, if you somehow stumbled upon this, that is great. Do us a favor, hit that like and subscribe button and turn on those notifications because we do bring impromptu shows, okay? Follow us on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. That is nothing but nine ERS. That's nothing but nine ERS. And then we also have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. And that is nothing but Niners. It's spelled all the way out. Uh, guys, listen, every show that we do is turned into a podcast, all right? A lot of people say, hey, when are you guys going to start doing more podcasts? And I'm like, how many more do you want? Every show is turned into a podcast. So you're getting plenty, and I just I, I don't know what else they want. And what do they want us to talk about, Brian? Where help me help me here? Help me in this moment right now. What is there for us to talk about that we haven't discussed already? We've talked about anything and everything, especially on the midnight shows. So it's you know, uh, you know, this this time of year, unfortunately, is just very 
dead for information. And you can see in the social media and in the regular media with the beat writers, they're out there digging stuff up for, you know, just to get stuff to, for people to click on. I mean, you know, a lot of the information that's coming out is old stuff. Like, obviously, we've seen the resurfacing of the whole Stafford incident. And that's just like, um, I thought that was over with, but apparently we just need to keep beating it because, you know, that's what we do during the uh, the the downtime is just beating that dead horse, you know. All right. All right. I'm glad he threw the dead horse in there because uh, the last couple of words in your sentence there, oh, <laughs> shit, here he goes, here he goes. <laughs> Got to keep beating it. That's what we do in our downtime. Brian, keep going. Keep talking. Oh, there it is. There it is. He pulled it out the bag there. I like it, man. I like it. You know, uh, I'm going to ask you a random question. Okay. All right. uh, now, is your wife a football fan? She isn't as much of a football fan now as she was like before kids and stuff. Family got in the way. <laughs> okay. Does she have? When a we, yeah. When we were when we first started dating, um, we were dating in D.C. I met her in Okinawa. We were really good friends, but we didn't start dating until we actually were in D.C. together. And she grew up in the Baltimore, or she was born in Baltimore and grew up in that area. And so she was a lifelong uh, Washington football team fan. Um, and she still is because she grew up that way, but um, she doesn't really follow the team super close. Um, actually, she follows more information from the 49ers because I can't shut my mouth ever. <laughs> so, and I like running ideas by her. I mean, we're both, you know, fairly well educated. So, I mean, it's just fun. Like when you're talking about, you know, um, people's thought processes, you know, like you and I, we like to watch people and interpret things that are just other than their verbal communication. Mm. Uh, so I run a lot of that stuff by her or have her watch Twitter too, or YouTube or, or whatever, just to, you know, make sure that I'm not overreaching uh, for information. I, I like to keep things, you know, legit, you know, hundred percent, you know, either the, I either take, I either heard somebody say it or I'm looking at quotations of somebody say it. No, I don't I'm take what journalists about you know, put out there because um, I don't like their spin. I'm going to sit there and try to spin my own thing. So I don't need someone else to do that for me. So I think my daughters are upstairs crying in unison. And then the squeaking you heard, I know you heard that. So you saw the table getting rocky while you were talking, right? My daughter was there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Niner's got a squeak toy underneath the table leg that I'm doing the show from. And he's like pulling it, trying to get it out. So then I lift it up and then he gets it. So, all right, and then he gets the toy out. It does have a squeaker in it. But it he's played with this toy a thousand times. He's probably made it squeak maybe 15 times. Of course, this is one of the times <laughs> that he gets it to squeak. So anyway, uh, the reason I asked that question, though, is good that you can bounce ideas off of her and things like that. And she is loyal to her favorite team. She didn't change allegiances because of you or anything like that. So I was going to ask you, has she ever worn 49ers apparel because it was a big game for your team? Uh, she I won't say she's ever worn 49ers apparel for me. Um, she obviously she wouldn't if it wasn't for me introducing stuff. But if she sees something like when I'm looking online and I find something for me or whatever, and then I want to keep shopping at you know 49ers.com or fan uh, fanatics or whatever it is. Um, if I see something that she might like, I'll show her. And if she genuinely likes the outfit, then I'll just you know she'll say that she likes it and she'll buy it. She'll wear it even if it says the 49ers on there um, because. Because I'm a huge fan and I'm almost always got something 49ers on, so yeah, you know, she wouldn't be by herself anyway. <laughs> okay, all right, that's pretty cool. I was asking because you know, just getting to know each other's uh situations and all that. Like, my wife 
couldn't possibly care less about the 40. Like, if there was a way to make her care less, it would be already at the box. Like, you couldn't make her care less, right? <laughs> but she does things like every, like, she got her nails done with the red and gold before. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like sure. that. And she'll throw on, like, on game days. She won't watch a game with me. But she'll throw on a 49er shirt and then go in the room while I'm watching, you know, the game and stuff like that. So that, that's pretty much the extent of it. Now the teacher had to, like, trash talk at work because people know that she supports the squad for me. Like, oh, you guys. I had to teach you some trash talk. She knows a couple (laughs) of players on the team and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's always fun hearing, like, how people's significant others are. um, Right. Thank you. you. Uh, I mean, she's got jerseys from, like, way back, you know, in the 1990s or even in the early 2000s. Um, But I told her, I said, it's easy to convert. I mean, they're a better team here. And, you know, you're going from – um, a different red and a different yellow to a red and gold. So it's yeah. a higher level of color. So you just Brighter. come over. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, I'm not, not going to falter for not. I'm actually very impressed that she didn't become a Baltimore Ravens fan, um, being that she's from there, uh, yeah. you know, once that team came in and mo- moved in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she still remembers very vividly the Baltimore team leaving. You know, she was, you know, she's the same age as I am. So, um, okay. All right, that makes a lot of sense. And shout out to everybody who's watching tonight. I'm just going to pop up a couple of messages here. Miss Debbie is saying that uh, the grounds are shaking over there in Cali again, huh? Let me see. Looking hard at my earthquake bag by the front door, though, in case I need to grab and go. So that's wild. So we're getting, um, I don't know what the weather's like over there where you are, but there's like hurricane warnings and stuff like that out here. It's been raining off and on, but when it does rain, it's like coming down really, really hard and then there's nothing. So there's no in between, not like light drizzles. It's just pouring and then just gone. So uh, it's, it's interesting to see uh, how things are, are happening and playing out out here. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's see what else is going on here. DJ Malone, always with the questions, asking what's the message. Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Uh, can't wait for football to start. Trey Willie is like a lot of us here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we, we can't wait, man. And this is pretty much. Let's start here. <laughs> this is going to transition us to our first topic, okay? Uh, so our, our first our first topic, I'm not going to say what it is yet, but is it Super Bowl or bust? Is there an alternative? Can there just be a really good season that I'm happy with? I mean, for me, every year is Super Bowl bust. But, I, I mean, in the reality, in the big picture, you know, for me, no. It's not Super Bowl or bust. You know, you get to the playoffs, you get, you know, your um, – the guys that we brought in last year that didn't have the mini camps, they got the full season, but they really would have benefited from having OTAs and training camp. Um, so this year they're getting that. All the rookies that we brought in this year are also getting that. So it'll just be nice to be able to see all those puzzle pieces together. And with with the blessings from whomever you believe in, um, we'll have a healthy team all year. And, you know, we'll get to see what that D-line can be and that front seven can be, really, you know, and then see what our new toys look like on the offensive side, too. Okay. All right. I, You know, this, I'm, I'm arguing with myself about this Super Bowl or bust thing because I think that it can be a fun and entertaining season sure. without winning the Super Bowl. Now, are you that, now that means that you made it to the postseason and you're really disappointed, but can't I mean, I know the goal, I know the purpose, but can't you – you can enjoy a good season, right? I can, but I think that the only caveat that I would give that statement is for moving forward past this year. If we win a Super Bowl more than likely, 
not saying that it has to be, but more than likely as it sits right now, until he's unseated, that means Jimmy probably got us there, which means a Super Bowl gets us a higher compensation for trading him away to whomever, the, wherever he's going to end up going. We know that he's not going to be, well, we're 99.9% .9 as sure as we can be that he's not going to be on this team come the 2022 season. Um, so, I mean, I mean, something horrible could actually happen. Jimmy might get hurt. Trey comes out. Trey gets hurt, and we're going to lose him for another year, and now we have to keep Jimmy on the roster. There's, there's you know, all kinds of crazy shit that could happen. So, oh, yeah. But in order to get the most compensation possible, Super Bowl or bust is where we're at. You know, So there is that caveat that if you want to get paid for Jimmy – when we trade him wherever he goes, um, then yeah, we need to have a Super Bowl because if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, we're not going to get anything for him. Well, okay, very, right. very limited, I should say. It depends on how we don't win said Super Bowl. So let's say, all right, let me let me paint a picture for you, right? Niners yeah. going to this season, and this is what our topic is actually going to be: best case scenario and worst case scenario. Okay, Niners going to this season. Now we search for losses, and we we did that based off of a couple of things. One, the roster. Two, we <coughs> excuse me. Two, what we know Kyle Shanahan is capable of scheming. And three, worst case scenario is it's Jimmy and a healthy defense this year. Like that's what I think when we all did the the, the, the uh, outlook, right? Right. So we come up with our scenarios, and I think we were all being I'm not gonna say generous, like we we searched for losses, right? Mm -hmm. 17 games is like, come on, guys, we're not gonna win 17 games. Who are we losing to? All right. Now, let's just say you split with every team in the division. That's three losses there. So then you start looking for stuff outside of it. And how many can we possibly lose? And you look at the schedule and we have a favorable fourth place uh, schedule. It's a very favorable schedule for the 49ers. OK, right. now outside of the teams that we have to play because, you know, it's that time of year and that's the division that we're going up against. But we still did the search. Nonetheless, we searched long and hard trying to find something to, you know, get the get the losses here if jimmy comes out and plays decent but we don't make the postseason or we lose in the postseason we don't win the super bowl but we lose because of a rookie mistake or you know what i mean something along those lines defensive woes the defense just comes out flat in week 17 the niners have a 10 win record already okay but we we got to get to 11 to win the game and there's a Kyle Williams type situation where we have two turnovers on special teams, kickoff and punt return. And that's just enough for us to lose the game. Gotcha. What does that do for Jimmy's value? I think it's, it's still going to change the narrative for him. I think it, for him, not for him, for the 49ers to get the optimal amount of compensation and trade value for him. He has to win. I don't think even if we make it or just shy of making it to the playoffs, uh, if there's a game that keeps us out and it's not due to him at all, even if he balls out this year. I mean, I think that if you are – I mean, you look at other quarterbacks who have um, been less than elite, I guess, would be the best way. So you look at like Flacco, right? To me, he's not an elite quarterback. You look at Foles, not an elite quarterback. Both won their Super Bowls that they were in, right? Right. But I don't think that I know that Foles is just travel is traveling the league now because he can't really find a home. But um, and every time he thinks he does, he gets replaced with somebody else or however that works out. But um, I think Jimmy's going to be in a similar situation, and so I think that he's just going to be 
the traveling pants of the NFL. He's just going to go from team to team until you know his time is up. If, if he if that doesn't happen, because you have to have someone who's who sees something in him. And I don't know that there are many teams right now who see something. And if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, you know, I think you know we talked this entire off season, you know, and before the off season about how badly we needed to upgrade that position. Well, if we're needing to upgrade that position that badly, who wants the guy who's we're up trying to upgrade from, you know what I'm saying? So right. I think he has to have an absolutely stellar season and he has to cap it off with a, with a trophy in order to, okay. for him, for him to benefit, I think. I think and for the team assessment. ultimately to benefit. I think that's a fair assessment. Okay. So let's talk worst case scenarios again. Okay. I'm going to pull this uh, message up here and we're going to say, we're looking for the bust. I'm going to pull up the schedule again. I hope I didn't delete that. Oh, I hope I didn't delete the schedule. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There she is. All right. Let's talk worst case scenarios here. Sure. All right. And you can include injuries if you want. You can you can include whatever it is that you want. I need you to give me the worst case scenario. And don't tell me Owen oh, 17 because well that, like, that would be I, I, I know how your brain works. I know how your brain works. Okay. Give me a competitive team coming out here putting their best foot forward, and then what the worst-case scenario is based off of that. All right, so I'll give you some trap games, some games I didn't take into consideration due to how I think their rosters are going to pan out. Does that work for you? Yep. So I think the Eagles could end up being a trap game. Week two. Yep, and I think week three, if Aaron Rodgers is on the roster, that could be a difficult one to come back to. Um, I think I went with week nine – when we did our breakdowns, that was the Cardinals at uh, at uh, Levi. I have your, I have it here actually. If you give me a second, I can pull it up. I don't, yeah, I don't have it. Um, so I would still put down the Colts as a possible loss. Um, you had. You're not on here. What, Mike Wayne, Nick Lewis? I gave you all mine. Why isn't it here? I had three. I had the Colts game, uh, the week nine against the, having the Cardinals at home, and then the Tennessee game were my three losses that I had when I did my prediction. Right. Um, but I'm just giving you worst case scenario now. So if we're looking at, you know, rolling out, you know, I think there's just too much change in Detroit. So I think that's going to be a win for us, even though we're on the road. And we right. do have, tend to have success when we do back-to-back -back road games because we don't come home. But uh, I feel like the, the Eagles game could end up being a trap. Um, and then, like I said, the Green Bay, if Aaron's definitely going to be playing, then that's definitely something that's going to be a lot more difficult than I took into consideration when I made my original picks. Um you can split the division, so I'll say we win versus Seattle at home. We win. We go to, to Arizona with something to prove. We beat them. Uh, we have our bye, and then Indy comes in, and they win. Um, we go to Chicago. I just don't see us losing that game, but um, so I'm going to say we win that one. And then um, we come back home. I think that uh, was that. That's not. That's still a Sunday game, right? Which one is that after Chicago? Yeah, that's a Sunday that's game. Arizona. Yeah, it's yeah. one twenty-five. Um, so yeah, we. That's the one that I had us losing initially, 
And then uh, I think we beat L.A. We beat the Jags. I think we start getting our stride and we beat the Vikings. Uh, but then we go to Sh- go to Seattle and they take Sunday advantage. Of, so take advantage of the situation there, their home field advantage. Um, and then the, the I don't think too highly of the Bengals. So I know they're trying to rebuild or build again, however you want to say that. <laughs> and uh, I'm not overly concerned about Atlanta. I still think we lose to the Titans. It's just the window. It's a Thursday night game. Um, right. You know, it's during the holiday season. You know, it's we. Yeah, I just think we lose that game. And then I think the Texans are probably going to win one game all season, and it won't be against us. And and then and L.A. I think we win to finish the season. So that's Eagles, Packers, um, Colts, Arizona, Seattle, and. Tennessee. So that's six losses right there. All right. All right. And that's that would still put you good. at 10 and six, right? Yeah. That still gives us a winning record. Okay. All right. So that's what I was saying. Like we have 10 wins. That's exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. and you got to take into consideration that's us being healthy, you know, um, obviously if we run into a situation like last year, doesn't matter who your opponents are, you know, we're going to be putting together our best effort and, and there's going to be really no way to know how well we're going to be able to do. Right. All right. I, hey, listen, man, I like it. Like I said, I was sitting around here talking about worst case scenario and I was looking for the losses to pile up. And like I said, I had 10 and six week 17, really, really trying to figure out how to do this. Um, that's why right. I said that was a trap game, Danny. I didn't say we were going to lose. I think that that's a, I think we were going to win that game, but we're looking at worst case scenario and I can see us falling into a trap because we've had a good road record. Uh, especially when we do those back to back. So hopefully we don't take that for granted when we roll into Philly. And I plan on being in that game, so I want to see a win anyway. There are upsets every single week. Absolutely. And there has to be an upset on our schedule somewhere. Right. Uh, Last year it was Atlanta, right? Or was that the year before? The year before before it was Atlanta. It was in 19, yeah. Yeah, we we had no business losing that damn game. But I still think Kyle was trying to help out his buddy. I think last year was the Dolphins, right? Oh, God, we got destroyed by the Dolphins, yeah. Right. Um, so, all right. So, we talked about that. We talked about the worst-case scenario. Let me um, – and I agree with what you were saying also. Like, the 10-6 and six and we lose that last game. Matt Stafford comes in and he goes crazy. I know you don't – you know, I know how you feel about him, but I'm just saying. Hey, I'm just putting out my thoughts about Stafford. Nothing's guaranteed. He may come in and just blow up McVay's system and be awesome, you know, but I just don't – I don't see Now, that. you have seen or heard what's been going on on Twitter, yep. right? And so we got to talk about it, man. Let me get the schedule down. <laughs> take the schedule off of here so I can, I can see that mug. There you are. All right, so – I want to talk about deciphering the message. This is going to be the meat and potatoes of the show tonight, guys. All right, because I this is this is something that people were talking about. You weren't on last night, so you weren't you weren't able to join. I don't know if you went back and listened to it or not. I hope you didn't. Did you listen? Did you listen to the? I haven't. No. Yes. I didn't have internet. I couldn't do anything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's great. That's great. That is great. And the reason I'm saying that's great is because I needed you to not listen to it, so that way I know. I'm getting your like raw reaction. You know, like I, I have a, an appreciation for that kind of thing. Right. So uh, knowing that I'm going to get like what you sincerely think 
straight off straight off the bat like it's, it's gonna it's really good all right so there's clips floating around kyle shanahan says oh man i really really wanted matt stafford that's what that's what everyone's saying okay so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna play the entire portion of mcveigh asking shanahan what'd you think or how'd you feel when, we, when you heard we traded for stafford is that so that's going to start with like the that was I was so frustrated or something like that? that well, was, I'm going to play from McVeigh asking the question the way he asked it and everything. Oh, before I do that, before I do that, I asked a question in the chat earlier. And uh, my question was, what's your least favorite brand of car? Oh, yeah. Do you do you have an answer? No. Like when I was like, OK, so I do and I don't because now as an adult. I don't give a crap. As long as my car is reliable, meets safety protocols, and is affordable, uh, right. and gets decent gas mileage, that's all I care about at this juncture in my life. When right. I was a kid, I was brought up in a predominantly Ford family. So it was always just Ford for me. Like everything that everybody that I knew owned was a Ford, uh, except for my, um, we had, uh, when I was small, I was probably, well, like three, till three until I was eight or something like that. So five or six years, somewhere around there. We had, my mom had a, um, maybe even longer than that. Anyway, a Chevy Camaro, a 71 Chevy Camaro with the split bumpers. Hmm. She was holding it for me to have when I turned 16. But when I was like, it was eight or not, it was somewhere in that window, that eight to 10 year window. Um, my mom's basically, she told me that. And I was like, I don't want that. It's a Chevy. I want a Ford. And I kicked myself in the ass for the next 30 years because I didn't, that is a collector's piece now, you know, and it's hard to find those Camaros that have a split bumper. So I definitely kicked myself in the ass for having that. And it definitely trained me to be like, you shouldn't, it's not important, you know, unless right. you go out and drive a Maserati, you know, and I'm trying to pick up women. I'm not trying to do that. I got a wife. We're good. You know, we're happy with what we got. We drive a minivan because it holds our kids and all of our crap for when we take our adventures, you know? And then I've got the Iron Man car. So when I want yeah. to hang out by myself. <laughs> All right. So my answer to my own question, because I realized I asked you a lot of stuff earlier and I didn't really give my answer. So I grew up hating Honda, the brand Honda. Okay. Not that they weren't good cars, not that they weren't reliable or anything like that. But I hated Hondas for one simple reason. I grew up in the neighborhood. I grew up in and all the Hispanic kids drove Hondas. Honda Civics, Honda Accords, and they all did the same thing. They got them. They lowered the suspension. They put these loud-ass mufflers and spoiler systems on them. They put the ex uh, the the exhaust. They put the uh, intake in there, and, and and they all looked exactly the same. They sounded the same. And I told myself I will never drive a Honda. I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Okay. I want you to remember that. We're gonna listen to the audio, and we're gonna come back and discuss. That I'm going to tie this all together, I promise. Okay. Okay. So just keep that in mind. I sure. hate Hondas. You don't hate anything now, but you were tired of. I was just not, I was in, everybody had a Ford. So I was just very focused, not focused on Ford. Not Ford focused. <laughs> I see what you did there. I didn't I mean to do that, but I, I heard it as I was getting ready to say it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was definitely a Ford guy growing up just because that was everything that was around me. Okay. But now I don't. I could care less. All right, here we go. So anything that was not a Ford, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a brand for you. Okay, I'm just gonna say that you didn't like Toyota. 
since you were a Ford guy. Okay. Okay. So just we're gonna use that for the example. Okay. So sure. this is gonna this is gonna be good, or at least I think it's gonna be. Good. It might be terrible, but I'm gonna, try, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to tie this all back together. Okay. So here is the audio that I need you to pay attention to right here. Okay. I'm gonna turn my microphone up. Hold on. It's not found on Road Dead. It's first on race day. Get it right, Niner Nick. Niner Rick. Sorry. <laughs> first on race day. Oh man. Oh man. You Ford lovers. All right. Here we go. Oh shit. Oh, don't play that audio. <laughs> Gotta be careful about your browser history here, right. Mike. Come on. All right. Here we go. What did, you, what did you think when you saw that we traded for Stafford? You Can we pause it right there? Uh, <laughs> so I don't think I've ever actually listened to McVeigh talk. <laughs> and hearing, hearing his voice, I'm just like, what are you, like a 12-year-old cartoon character? What the hell? <laughs> hey, what did you think about it when we got in? What did you think? <laughs> I swear, I knew... I, okay, so I'm not. I don't even know what you call that. Voices. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a voicist. <laughs> I swear, all voices matter. But this was funny as hell because I was listening to it and I'm like, Jesus, like, is that real? Because you you see him at pressures, he doesn't sound like that. So this is him with his guard down. He's not trying to be PC. He's talking to his buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy is really in there. Yeah, like German. Right. <laughs> like it's crazy, right? Like it just. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I only bring it up because I watched it last night with the kids. But you've seen Up, right? Yes. You know when the dog's collar's all screwed up? And oh, he's yeah. Like Doberman, he's talking that. That's what it sounds like. Big badass Doberman with the high-pitched voice. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're going to do, <laughs> do this again, guys. All right? So, Sorry. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Here we go. Take two. <laughs> What did, you, what did you think when you saw that we traded for Stafford? You don't want to get me started, dude. <laughs> uh, that was frustrating. I was actually, I was in Cabo. I was watching it all. I had never studied Stafford that long. So wait, long. you were actually in Cabo when, I, when we were down hotel. in Cabo? Oh, yeah. So you yeah. the wrong hotel, Cabo. So, hey, so, hey, I'm just glad he wasn't staying at El Dorado. <laughs> I, uh, I remember looking through it because everyone was telling me it was a possibility. And Stafford's the man. Um, I mean, I, I studied him hard coming out of college, and you always yeah. just play against him, so you know how good he is. But to know he might be available and to spend two weeks and really watch him, Sean, yeah, he's better than I realized. Hey, I mean, he was the man. He's actually underrated to me. So I know how good of a guy he got. I know how good he is at play action. I know how smart he is. Not only does he just have a big arm, but he's got touch, and he knows where to go with the ball. So I was trying to get involved in him. Someone who had knowledge on this situation. I remember us talking to Condon, just everyone, to find out when it was happening. And I remember Saturday, I was so stressed out. And finally, we talked to someone. It was like eight, seven at night. And they're like, no, nothing's happening at the earliest till tomorrow, so you can finish your night. So I'm like, all right, I'm done. Put my phone down. Um, talk to Mandy. I'm like, all right, let's go to dinner. Let's have some drinks. <laughs> A half an hour later, my buddy phone me. He's like, I'm just telling you, if you want Stafford, you need to get a hold of him right now. Yep. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, we just talk to people. Like, I can sleep on this. We'll talk to him tomorrow. I'm just telling you, you need to talk to him right now. And it's totally, I knew it. And then I told him, 
was all over. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, it it came together faster than I thought too, Kyle. (laughs) Well, the fact I was in Cabo, man, like I would have been here and I would have made it really awkward on YouTube to enjoy it. I would have... You had to tell me to leave. Sean, what was your reaction when, on a, I guess it was Halloween week uh, a couple of years ago, it comes out that they get Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick. And okay, all right. They went from so, a- Wayne, welcome to the show. Welcome. I mean, Wayne, Wayne. Yes. My man joined just in time for the meat and potatoes of this episode. This is going to be the deciphering of the message. This is the message that we're going to decipher here. All right? So... Wayne, what's your least favorite brand of car? This has to be the hardest question that I don't think anyone has ever asked me this question. I think that's why it's so hard. You know, when I was growing up, I was told a way to stay stay away from the Hondas because after like 10,000 miles or something or 100, whatever, 100,000 miles, the trannies will blow up. And next thing you know, you'd be stuck on a highway on fire. So I've always been afraid to drive Hondas until I had to rent a Sonata and that junk was, a, that was amazing. It was an amazing ride, right? Oh, okay, okay. So All right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stick with Hyundai though. Okay, I'm so glad you said that brand. Okay, so what I'm gonna do now is guys, I'm gonna run this back one more time. Actually, no, uh, wait, how, how long were you down there? I wasn't looking, did you hear the, the whole thing or no? No, I didn't hear the whole thing. Okay, I'm gonna run this back one more time, okay? and. There, I promise you guys, there is a method to my madness here. Uh, I did this on the show last night, but it was just me. So we have some time to play around with this here. And uh, I again, we're going to play Sean McVay asking, what do you think about us getting? <laughs> what you Let's see if Wayne says something too, okay? All right. We, we're going to play <clears throat> Sean McVay asking, what do you think of us getting Stafford? And I'm going to play the entire thing. I want you guys to pay close attention to everything that's said. And we'll go from there. Okay, here we go. What did you, what did you think when you saw that we traded for Stafford? <laughs> you don't want to get me started, dude. That was, that was frustrating. I was actually I was in Cabo. I was watching it all. I had never studied Stafford. That so wait, hard. you were actually in Cabo when I when we were down hotel. in Cabo. Oh yeah, so yeah. The wrong hotel, Cabo. So hey, so hey, I'm just glad he wasn't staying at El Dorado. <laughs> I um. Uh, I remember looking through it because everyone was telling me it was a possibility. And Stafford's the man. Um, I mean, I studied him hard coming out of college, and you always just play against him so you know how good he is. But to know he might be available and to spend two weeks and really watch him, Sean, yeah, he's better than I realized. <laughs> he was the man. He's actually underrated to me. So I know how good of a guy he got. I know how good he is at play action. I know how smart he is. Not only does he just have a big arm, but he's got touch, and he knows where to go with the ball. So I was trying to get involved in him. Someone who had knowledge in this situation, I remember us talking to Condon, to everyone, to find out when it was happening. And I remember Saturday, I was so stressed out. And finally, we talked to someone. It was like 7 at night. And they're like, no, nothing's happening at the earliest until tomorrow, so you can finish your night. So I'm like, all right, I'm done. Put my phone down. Um, talk to Mandy. I'm like, all right, let's go out to dinner. Let's have some drinks. <laughs> a half an hour later, my buddy calls me. He's like, I'm just telling you, if you want Stafford, you need to get a hold of him right now. Yep. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, we just talked to people. Like, I can sleep on this. We'll talk to him tomorrow. I'm just telling you, you need to talk to him right now. And it totally, I knew it. And then I said, it was all over. Uh, it, 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 hey, if it makes you feel any better, it, it came together.
together faster than I thought too, Kyle. <laughs> well, the fact I was in Cabo, man, like I would have been here, and I would have made it really awkward on YouTube to enjoy it. I would have, you would have to tell me to leave. Sean, what was your reaction when on a, I guess it was Halloween week uh, a couple years ago, it comes out that they get Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, guys, let's decipher this message together as a family. Okay. Kyle Shanahan admitted that he made a phone call about Matt Stafford. Tell me your guys' thoughts. Did Kyle want Matt Stafford? How badly did he want him, in your opinion? Let's, let's break this whole thing down here. I always believed that he wanted Matt Stafford. I always thought he was an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, who knows what he might have did with Jimmy if he would have been able to trade to get Matt Stafford, but I don't know how bad he wanted him. Apparently, he didn't want him bad enough. Uh, but uh, I believe they I to answer your question, I believe he made the phone call. I believe the phone call was made, and uh, I believe they probably put out an offer. Collins, they they lowball a lot, you know what I'm saying? And so I ain't mad at him for it, but um, he drew he drew that price up. He he just put an okie doke again. On Sean McVay. That's that's just kind of how I feel. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. What do you what's what's your take on it, uh, Brian? Yeah, I'd still stick with the same story I've been throwing down all offseason. I don't think that I think that they made the call just like they did about everybody else. I don't think they made an offer. And what I thought was strange in the the interview was that he contradicts himself about studying Stafford. He says, I never really studied him. And then later he's like, I studied him super hard coming out of college. I'm like, you're, and then he starts back loading that with, oh, he's a good, he's smart. He's got an arm, blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of back loads. And so I don't know if he misspoke in the beginning or if he was just trying to cover his tracks. So he, he said, I, I never really studied him except for when he was coming out in college, I guess, like to see if he was the type of guy that he would want. And then I, he said, then he goes on to say, I looked at him when I found out he might be available because it was a possibility. Right. But that's just, that's basically right. it. Okay. I, mean, I mean, if you're not studying those guys, I mean, I think the part where he gets frustrated is the fact that he knows McVeigh's system with golf. Now he's frustrated because he has to learn McVeigh's system with Stafford. <laughs> I don't know that he was necessarily frustrated that they didn't have an opportunity to offer him something or get him. I think that's right. where the frustration is. So I think it's, that's my my interpretation. So I mean, it could be very well what Wayne and Tony said all off season. It very well could have been. It's just how I, I interpret it differently um, than that. And then the fact that he was called by someone he knows who said, "You need to call him right now." No, no, no. We got information. No, you need to call him right now. And they did not. Also tells me that they weren't really in on him or else he would have made the call just to make sure. I mean, you don't pass up opportunities like that just because, well, I got word from somebody else. It's okay. Well, obviously not. If somebody's giving you a special phone call on vacation saying this shit's almost done, you need to, if you want him, you need to interact now. And he didn't. Or he was just on vacation and didn't want to deal with that shit. Like at the end of the day, like you, it, it's, we saw him on vacation with juice and we've seen, we've seen him on vacation <laughs> having a good time. Right. And so he's doing stuff. That's my point. So he's not going to try to handle B.I.B.I. on vacation. Like like and so I, it could have he could have wanted him. And then at the moment, it was just a bad time for him to do anything because he was out having fun. Kyle likes to have fun. I'm I, not mad at that. After the I season he had, I, I would love for him to have fun. So I, I still think he want like he put in the call initially 
I think the fact that Stafford was available, I think that's something that he wanted. He thought he, it was an opportunity. But at the end of the day, he still had that fall plan, that fall guy named Jimmy Garoppolo. So it doesn't really – how much of an upgrade is he over Jimmy Garoppolo? How much more money is he going to cost and draft picks and all that type of – like it's a lot to think about when you're on vacation. Right, but when you're talking about what's going to affect the future of your career as the head coach of a team – and you have the ability to, what some believe, is improve your roster in order to make your team more successful, I think, you know, 20 minutes away from Manny and your drinks to go make the phone call is perfectly acceptable when you're on I vacation. You what, if I'm on vacation and you call me for some bullshit like that, like we <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about something that's going to affect your future, well, right? Like, you got, wait, hey, but you got you to remember. I got a call right now. Snoop Dogg wants to produce a video with you. Yes, you need to call him to right wait. now. You don't have to wait. Yeah, you yo, when I'm when I'm on if I'm away and I'm with my family and I already spend all my time doing everything else, then I'm gonna be with my family. That's me though. I get that. Like I would too. I'd want to be with my family, but if a once in a not a once, well, I guess for this, it is a once in a career opportunity. Dogg, hold on, Brian. If Snoop Dogg called my wife. Now that's different. Cause then I'm gonna be like, oh baby, give me the phone. Let me let me go ahead and do like you get what I'm saying. Like he was able to get her number to get through to me. And right. then, that, that it would doesn't be- matter who it is. I'm just trying to say somebody calls you to enhance your career or make your career better for the next five to six years. He can Which also do it in that? the draft. You think Matt Stafford was gonna make us better for five or six years? I don't think you can make anybody better for any time, but that's my opinion. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Kyle thought he couldn't have made us better for five or six years, neither. I'm just saying. Maybe, so maybe it wasn't worth the trade. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. So, no, Mike was not frozen. I'm not frozen. I was just <laughs> listening intently. Let me turn my volume back down so I'm not too loud. Is that better? No, you were fine. You were perfectly now, fine. somehow you're going to turn this into a Kia or whatever it is. Uh, oh, I'm going to spin this thing. <laughs> I am going to spin the hell out of this thing, okay? So, here, here's my, my take on it. I don't think Kyle was interested in, in him. I do think that he picked up the phone. He admitted as much. He said, I, I did make the call because I heard it was a possibility. Um, he said he spoke to Condon, talking about Tom Condon, the uh, Matt Stafford's agent. Okay. He did He did do all that. All those things happened. Right. And then he, so at the very, 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 very beginning of the call, like the first, or not call, but the, the question, the first two seconds of his answer, he says, I never really looked at him like that. And then he gets cut off. McVeigh says something, and then he, or or maybe it was uh, uh, Schrager says something, and then he responds to that. And then he goes on talking some more. And I never looked into him uh, that much, except for when he was first coming out in college. And then it was, you know, I did this, I did that, da da da. It was all sugarcoating and sweet talk. Okay. Then he talks about how like you said Brian I got a call saying that if you want him you better get get moving on him so he he does he doesn't it's okay no big deal i'm not worried about it i got time right so i don't think he was ever interested in him i think he made the call just like he called about uh called to see about Andy Dalton Sam Bradford Joe Flacco every other quarterback that was out there they looked for backups and potential starters and they try to decide if they were worth it or not. I don't think he was ever that interested in it. But here's here's why I asked you guys about your favorite car or your least favorite car, okay? I'm going to start with you, Wayne, because you said Hyundai. 
Now, you guys know, or maybe you don't know, but I just got a Hyundai Palisade a couple months ago, okay? And when I was looking for this thing, I was calling around all these different dealerships, and every dealership I spoke to, they had them, but they didn't have the model or the color that I wanted. I needed to get the one that I wanted. I wanted the top of the line calligraphy model with all the bells and whistles. Don't spare any expense. I want that one Hyundai. And when I say I called around, I had a I had a connection. I had a hookup, right? And she was the GM at a at a dealership out here, but she didn't have the model or the the the, the package that I wanted on it. So her deal, every dealership told me, "Hey, we can't touch that. If she gave you that deal, you got to go take that right now because that's the that's the best deal you're gonna get." She didn't have the color I want. So not only did it did have that package, had to have the color too. So I wanted a very very specific model. Long story short, I ended up calling Hyundai, like HyundaiUSA.com. I, I get them, and this guy does a search for me between New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware to see if that model that I, and color I want was there. There were three of them. One of them, I had already gotten to an argument with the sales manager. I knew I wasn't going to get it. The other one was in Delaware, and the other one was an hour plus away in Pennsylvania. I get those two guys on the phone. I go and get the car. I am excited i love this car my kids think this car is the greatest thing in the world okay now wayne you don't like hyundai but you know how excited i am about my new toy you know how long i've been wanting that new toy right so if i were to ask you or tell you about my hyundai are you going to be like man i don't fuck with her i don't mess with hyundai like that what's going to be your reaction when i'm like yo wayne I got it, man. I got the perfect car for my family, dude. I've been looking for this thing for months. Like, I finally got it. What's your reaction going to be when I'm telling you about this car that I got? It's going to be exactly what you said. But just because that's not my preference doesn't mean it's not the car for you. No, no, no. But are you going to be like, that car is no good? I I don't trust Hyundai? Or yeah, are you going to be like, that's how I feel about it. Like, does that make sense? Like, that's what you, that's what you're gonna say to me as as, as as excited as I am about it. I am. I'm gonna be like, yo, you know them trannies blow up after a hundred thousand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be careful. Did you get the ten year tr- terrain? Uh, you know, <laughs> did you get the warranty? The powertrain warranty. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. My, that's gonna be my first question. Did you get the powertrain? Okay. Now right. that's and what's gonna happen that, if we're on the phone. Up. If we're on the phone kicking it together, that's what you're gonna say to me because you're gonna caution your boy, right? Yeah. I'm gonna okay. make sure I'm looking out for you. Right. Now, I ask you this question in a public forum where other people are there and they're listening, right? Okay. Is your reaction the same way then? Did you get the powertrain warranty? Brian, what's your reaction like? I just got a Toyota. Which way? Uh, Which one? Private conversation or public? Yeah, public. So I just went out and got the Toyota Camry. It's fully loaded. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm excited. And you hate the Camry. What's your reaction to it? So awesome, dude. You've been, you've been waiting for that one for like three months or whatever to find that thing. I'm happy that you got it. I hope the family loves that thing. Right. Nothing from my opinion. I'm hoping that everything that you said comes true. Right. Right. You know, and then like people were in the chat were saying, right, Hyundai and Kia has come a long way. Those are the kind of comments you're going to throw out there, right? That's typically what happens. Now, Wayne, Wayne just going to keep it real. Wayne too real. He's just, man, hey, them joints blow up, bro. You ain't going to want that. I get it, right? But in the public eye, 
on a car forum because they're talking football players on a football podcast, you got to be a little bit more diplomatic about it. You got to say, oh, there's some good things about this car or this player that you got, right? Like, because it's a, it's a, yeah, uh, yeah. What? Because, no, that's, that's because I said that in the initial conversation, I said what I didn't like about Hyundai growing up. And then I said I rented one and it was one of the best cars I ever driven. Right. So that, right. Okay. So that, but that's how, all right. So you're right. You said that at the beginning. If I call you and I tell you about it in the beginning, that's what, that's what you're going to say. If it's your first time me telling you about the Hyundai I got, right. you're going to be like, yo, man, I didn't like them things at first. But when I first got, when I drove one, conversation that, that's going to be your reaction that's, to it. That's the private one. But even in a public forum, I'm going to say, here's the pro, here's the con. Like, I'm, I'm just a pro and con guy. Like, I'm, right. I'm always that person. Because when I go and buy something, I'm checking pros and cons. Like, you know what I mean? That's just how I deliver my information. Right. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. It's not, there's no right or wrong answer here because everybody's personalities are different. What I don't think Kyle was going to do would be like, I don't care that you guys got him. I think he's trash. He ain't going to do nothing for y'all. That's Kyle's not going to, he can't do that. Right. It's, it's a football right. podcast with a friend of his and a player that you can add fuel to the fire for. Not in the public. And he probably wouldn't even do that in private. He probably wants Sean McVay to think he hit the jackpot. And yeah, so he's going to go out there and take the jackpot away. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like that, But that's on some competitive stuff. We're talking on regular stuff. Right. No, but I, I use that. I, I made that analogy because, like you said, your answer was going to be, I didn't trust him. But, man, I drove one. They're a lot better than what I thought. Kyle said, I never looked into him, but after studying him a little bit, he's got a good – he starts running down these fake, bogus, bland attributes, and all of a sudden he's okay. Right. That, to me, said it was all just talk. Kyle didn't care about Matt Stafford. Yeah, he made the call. If we can get him for a six, all right, we can bring him in here. That's something that's – you know what I mean? But what they gave up and all that stuff – Kyle Kyle's sitting there thinking, man, you guys overpaid. There's no way in hell I would – that was my interpretation of it. That was my interpretation. You all talked about it, about your interpretations of it and all. And so I don't know if we all see it that different. I don't think that – I think we all settled on Kyle wasn't that excited about the Matt Stafford opportunity, and he didn't He didn't pull the trigger on it. He had the opportunity to, and he didn't. And he was warned, apparently, at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, he was even giving – yeah, he was even given a heads up that, hey, if you want to do something about this, you can. And then he said, you guys are lucky I didn't believe it or I would have made it a lot harder for you to get him. Mm -hmm. That's his competitiveness, though. He right? didn't say I was going to get him instead of you. He said I was going to make it harder for you. I'm going to drive up the price. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. Am I hangry? Why would I be hangry? I'm not <laughs> hungry. What did I do? You know what hangry uh, is? You need a Snickers. <laughs> I'm not angry. I don't get it. You know what hangry is? Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not either of that. Like, <laughs> I don't need Snickers. I was just telling you that. I would just it's tell like you. Not that. Hungry or angry? Right. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> At least I was thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I was too much. Ran out. Um, but cool. All right. So that was that was a deciphering of the of the of the message that I wanted to talk about. Everyone's like, you know, oh, we told you guys, we told you that he wanted me to. We told no one, no one thought that Kyle and, and John Lynch didn't call about this guy, right? And the last thing I'm going to do to drive this point home is this 
we remember what negotiations were like with someone that they wanted. Remember when Richard Sherman was a free agent for 12 minutes? The Niners went and got him and locked him in a room and would not let that man leave, right? When they want somebody, they go get him. They, they go get him. Kyle, I got Kyle on vacation, and I know I know what you said, Breezy, but Kyle on vacation, he made the call on vacation. He was in Cabo and said, I talked to Condon. So vacation ain't going to stop Kyle from getting this guy. He didn't say, I had Lynch call or I had this guy call or Peters. I called. Mm -hmm. Let me just see what's going on. I talked to Condon. Eh, okay. I'm not worried about it. Hey, dude, you got to get him because he's going to go quick, like real soon. I already talked to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was it. It's just he just didn't want him. Exactly. So that was my point with all this is that I just don't think that Kyle actually wanted him at the time. That's all. Now, we do have something else to talk. Well, we got to get Breezy's take on something, right? Don't we have to find out worst case scenario? Okay. Yeah, I gave mine. Worst case scenario of what? The season. <laughs> the season. Worst, the oh, season. Now, don't, don't say you, you can't this, do. Is this bearing injury, though? Well, so you can you can say that there's some injuries, but don't sit here and be like, oh, we lose Jimmy and we lose this guy and we lose that guy and we lose that guy. And like, don't, just don't do that to me. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, 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 uh, like, we lost 40% of the roster, me. Like, just, you know, trap games and stuff like that. Like, I'll pull the schedule up here for you again. But I want you to get because I have now your record. I do have. Did I, I have a fourteen or three or thirteen and four? I can't remember. I think you it was were Wayne losses one, two, three, four. Thirteen. And I, four. I almost counted Lance as a loss, but that's that's Lance. That's when you <laughs> think you start yourself. So. I see what you did. I see. What so you, you got the four. You have the four L. So you got us at uh, thirteen and four. Okay. So. Now, I don't know if that was your best-case scenario or if that was your worst-case scenario. Maybe it was. But I'm going to pull the schedule up here. I'm going to pop it up on the screen. Yeah, that's my best-case scenario. That's your best-case scenario. There's some games that I can see us losing. <laughs> there's some worst-case scenario games up here, too. All right. And so um, man, I, I think the worst-case scenario. Bring the Arizona iced tea after refrigerated. I think the 49ers, the worst-case scenario, they go – and this is with 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 injuries, but I'm not going to say injuries to wear because obviously, if they get injured at quarterback, if we didn't have if we didn't have Trey Lance, and we had the quarterbacks that we currently had prior, then I would have a much worse case scenario if Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. But I don't know what Trey Lance is going to do, so it's kind of hard to predict what he's going to do on on the NFL level. But I do think he'll bring some type of an ex excitement to the team if he comes in bearing injury. And so I do think he'll be able to sustain victories. Uh, but I think worst case scenario, they go 13 and four. What's that? 17 games, nine and eight, maybe be my worst case scenario. Nine and eight is the worst case scenario. So, guys, I was using the wrong microphone twice tonight. I thought I was on mute and I wasn't. You sound better on the other microphone, be honest. What? It sounds now I hear all your fans and stuff. Oh, because it's got. Let me turn the sound off. <laughs> Only mic fixes this technical issue. Did y'all hear that clicking? On international TV. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad, guys. Let me let me try to make that better. All right. All right. I'm back. I'm sorry. I thought I was on mute earlier when I asked my wife for tea. I just asked my son. And I noticed when you paused when I was speaking, I was like, oh, damn, I'm using the wrong microphone again. 
So, all right, man. Um, so you said nine and eight is a worst case scenario. Yeah, I think that would be the worst case scenario, which is still a bone a plus because the 49ers end up on the the positive side, more wins than losses. And we just, you know, it all depends on what happens. Because I don't know if there's going to be injuries. We don't know where those injuries are going to come. And if it's to the quarterback position, if it's to the running back position, if it's to the offensive line, like things can get a little different, right? They could get a little different. And so I'm not going to sit here and be like, yo, worst case scenario, like Peachy 12 and 5, God forbid we lose the center. And the next thing you know, guess where we're at? Square one. And I think if we, if we did lose our so you better put Trey Lance in the game because Jimmy won't be able to do it. All right. All right. I hear you. All right. So we're going to have a bigger discussion here. Brian and I have answered some of these questions, but now we can elaborate a little bit more. We got a, we got a couple more minutes here on the show. Um, so we were asked this question, and I've got more time to think about it now. So <clears throat> this is going to be interesting. If you could trade – for one player Ooh. in the NFC West to uh-huh. add to this roster. Just one. Who would it be? Now, before wait, wait. we did trade for trade, like quarterback for quarterback or whatever, I'm not going to do that. I'm saying you just go and get any player on another roster. Who would it be? The reason I'm not doing it the other way is because me trading, you know, Givens for Aaron Donald, isn't fair like that right. trade wouldn't happen so forget the compensation just tell me the player you would add to this roster uh and and what we would do so, so i would have to trade way. a player to get a different player Mm-mm. no who what player from within the division are you going to bring to our team right. don't worry about the deal that has to get done to make it happen mm. one player that you would bring in to make our team better so then why did mike say aaron why would you ask for Aaron? We had a different question. It was basically we had to take one player from each of our divisional rivals and make a one-for-one trade of the same position. So, like, oh, for so me, I did, like, okay. Russell Wilson and Jimmy are going to swap, you know? All right. This is not that question. This is just Correct. one player I, I would take. One from. player, right. Hmm. 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 I'm just, I'm just thinking. There's some talent in this division, bro. <laughs> there is some talent. Y'all going to be mad at the person that I want. Uh-oh. I'm mad at nothing if you're making the team better. I want I want Cooper Cup from, from the Rams, yo. Fair enough. That's my slot guy. That's the guy that would do the slot all day, every day. And then we got we got some dangerous weapons mm-hmm. in the office. Sorry, I lost my headset. He said slots. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Cup. Of all the players, yeah, I'll take Cooper over Hopkins. I, I would, because we don't. I don't. I don't think we need. We need a Hopkins. We got Brandon Ayuk. You saw him catching those passes today. We saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah who was throwing him those balls? Because they were like that was probably Trey Lance. Way over his head. <laughs> Get that guy killed. <laughs> but he was working with Trey Lance. I think that's who that was, or whoever that was. I was hoping it wasn't Trey. Like really hoping it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it's not him. But that but one pass he caught, like, yeah, he was off. Yeah, he I mean, he, he was really great. Catches, but he's gonna get killed <laughs> in a game trying to do that. I know, man. That's probably Jimmy G. But anyway, no, man, Cooper Cup, man. <laughs> I, I would, I would like Cooper Cup on this in this offense. And you taking away because he's the playmaker for 
the Rams. When he's not on the field, their offense is stagnant. I don't know if y'all peeped that. When he's not on the field? Yeah, when he was injured, their offense was different. Robert Woods was double teamed. Yeah, but um, they got that kid Van Jefferson that came out at the end of the season too. <clears throat> give me Cooper Cup. I'm just saying, like, they, they were still able to roll with him. Mm-hmm. I know that Cooper Cup's better. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Now, I want to ask you, Brian, has your answer changed? And I like I like that, Breezy. I like I like the thinking. Everyone's wondering who our third receiver is going to be, who's going to be, who's going to be. You just nailed it. Yeah, because I my, my my second player, if you ask me again, and I, I it, it would be uh, Isaiah Simmons from the Cardinals. I think that's the other guy that I want on his team because then that'll show up our safety position for some years to come. Like hybrid, you know what I mean? We don't have a hybrid. He would be the hybrid. So well, That's why I think Matthew might be on our – Tyron Matthew, yeah, but I, that might be, he might be on our list for next offseason. You don't think he's sure. old, man? I think he's old. I well, think I'm still old. playing, on Matthew. Yeah, still playing well. You're right. You're right. You're right. Come but, yeah, to answer your question, Mike, I don't. I, I gave three answers to that question because we have three divisional rivals. I think the one to me that it was the, probably the best upgrade for the position group that I feel is the weakest, which is still the secondary. Uh, would be to bring Ramsey in. Woo! I think I Ramsey like and Verrett would make an awesome team. I like it, baby. I like that. I'm a Ramsey fan. I know that. I know y'all don't like him, but I like that kid. I don't like him because he's on the Rams. <laughs> I mean, right. I, it's a it's a healthy dislike. It's it's yeah. like I don't like Russell Wilson, right? Like right. You, know, right. you want to talk about Seattle safety? That might be different. I just don't like that guy. <laughs> right. Right. All right, I like I like it, man. I, so I sat around. And I was trying to figure out what my answer was going to be for this because it's to me it's a really tough question. It's not it's not easy because there's, like I said, there's a lot of talent in the division. So <laughs> you got to like kind of just got to hope for the best. I th- there's a lot of ways you can go, right? Like, can't the 49ers just be good with Russell Wilson? Just just change him. Aren't they? The best team in the NFL? They're definitely the best team in the NFC West. <laughs> I mean, like, damn, dude. Like, imagine Russell Wilson in this offense. No, that's what I'm that's what yeah, I'm trying to that was I traded for. You supposed to say yes. <laughs> He's like, yes. But I don't want to get my hopes up, man, because that's I know it's never ever ever gonna happen, but I never ever say never. <laughs> you imagine. Russell Wilson, seasoned veteran quarterback, like, oh, dang! Yeah. That would be that would be special. It would be scary. Oh man, just just all the, the all the good would stuff. Cock block that. I think the NFL would cock block that. Like the I Chris think Paul that Kyle Shanahan would cock block that <laughs> because I think that he he's not going to want a quarterback who can decipher his own plays in the middle of when everything breaks down because that screws up what he's planning. Level, so you don't. He's continuously playing, and Russell's going to screw oh, all that up. <laughs> okay, so you you still feel Kyle has to be the regulator, mount up guy. He has to. Well, he I has think to, that Kyle has a plan. Like he plays, he picks the plays that he plays to build up for later use to see how defense to understand what defenses are doing in game, not just what they've seen on film. 
so that he can use plays later because he knows where the weak areas are based on previous usage. Let me ask you this question. With Russell, you're not going to have that because is when that you break down, he's going to do what he does. <laughs> is that getting the 49ers to get over these humps? Because if not, Kyle needs to change his style of play calling because if you get a cerebral quarterback like Russell Wilson, you let that man go out there and play football. I mean, I'm not I, in disagreement with that. I just think that that's not how Kyle works. I know, but Kyle, oh, he's asking, he's asking, is Kyle that way to his own detriment, basically? Like, is Kyle like that when he should? Well, we've seen him do it with his ego and keeping players way longer than they should be on this team or on the field longer during a game than they should be because they're not playing up to their expectations. Because I mean, that's how Kyle lost the Super Bowl. Right. So, like, and I know that we've had that kind of similar discussion before, but like Coleman probably should have come out and the other guys should have went in earlier, right? I think we should have cut him because I thought Jeff Wilson could do Coleman's job there, but he held on to him or bring in Toilolo instead of keeping Smith on the, or yeah, Caden Smith on the roster. They swapped those two out. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, why did you release him? You should have just told Toilolo to go away, you know? Because he wanted a big blocking tight end for the run game. But hey. How'd that work out? It was yeah, working. Toilolo didn't make the. He, he was on and off the team more than uh, Muhammad Sanu. No, Troy Lolo was not on he, and off he the was team. The, uh, he was always on the team. Troy Lolo was on the team the majority of the season. No, I feel like no, Troy Lolo was not on and off a couple of times. No, he was not. Like, oh, Troy Lolo, Troy Lolo sure rocked the majority of the season, and then they didn't sign him the next year. He became a free agent, and they, they drafted the other guy, the other big dude. Um, uh, um, not toy. What's the other big dude? The new guy. He was a rookie last year. Warner. Yeah. Toy Lolo was on the squad for thirteen games. Right. But I thought he was on and off in between. Like when they were doing personal changes, it was always him that they sent off and then brought back. It felt like that was happening. He was a lot. in that thirteen personnel a lot, man. He was on that field when we was running the ball, man. The offensive line was so beat up. They had to have Toy Lolo on the field, and we still couldn't run the ball. That, it was rough. It was rough. That's why I said, worst case scenario, we win nine games and lose eight games. Because I'm I'm banking on the offensive line. I know our defense can win us games. I get that. But the offensive line, even though it shouldn't be the weakest link, it's kind of the weakest link because of depth. Bro, Troy Lolo played 18% of our offensive snaps. I don't care. He was thir- he was suited up for 13 games. <laughs> All I said, I didn't say he played the whole game. <laughs> I said he was there the majority of the season. That's what I said. Don't be trying to twist my words up. Money. All right, all right, all right, all right. I was just saying. I was like, I know he wasn't in there that oh, much. Suzanne Douglas from Step by Step? No, that's her? Nah. Who's Suzanne Step Douglas? by Step. Oh, that's oh, Suzanne oh, Summers. That's Suzanne, Suzanne Summers. Summers. Yeah, Suzanne Summers. I don't know who Suzanne Douglas is. You know, she ain't dying anytime soon. She's been over there talking about her sex life for the last 70 years. Oh, I'm man. sorry. What? Who? I, what? I, need to, I need to figure that out. Find her out. Fix who, Never mind. who are we talking about right now? Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. The Parenthood. What is she on? The Parenthood. The movie with Steve Martin, Parenthood, or the TV show Parenthood with Robert Townsend? One comment and the show went. Whoop. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. Cool beans. Listen, listen, guys. We had another, we had one more topic to do, and then we going home. I still want to know what Suzanne Summers is on, though. 
Suzanne Summers was on Step by Step. I just told you that. No, Brian was saying that she was on something talking about her sex life. No, oh. she's been having all these articles and stuff come out because she's talking about her, her husband. This is a conversation yeah. where boom. how well that keeps her being young. They like she's whatever, like six, seven times a day. They drink wine. Every the younger you feel, that's what it is. I don't know. That's just what I read. It was in an article. A couple of them on. It came up through Facebook. You read two articles. Yep. Three <laughs> company too. Come on, I'll go my door. Company, yep. All right. Three so you. That's how she got started. Mm -hmm. So listen here, guys. All right. Here's the last one. And this one was funny. I want to see what Breezy answer is going to be. We're stranded on an island. <laughs> With y'all? Oh, it's fine. oh yeah, it's like, y'all. Me? Oh, I'm you. starting the fight. I'm start. That's me, 100. percent Yeah. There's no way I'm not. First I'm not of all, I'm gonna let you finish the question. First of all, we're gonna be on the island, right? And I don't know, like, like I don't know about you, but I get funny acting if if people don't like if, if I just I just get weird. And so I know if the wrong thing is said, then it's a wrap. Wait. The question <laughs> is, what two people? Are most likely to get into it out of the five of us. You, no, but you and who? You, you're one of them. But uh, that's I'm me and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> we like best of bros, but man, man, probably Nick and I. Nick will say something that I think is slick, and I take it the wrong way. And the next thing you know, Mike's gonna be the mediator. But it's funny because Mike and Nick have a worse love hate relationship. <laughs> Cause I swear they they look like they're gonna throw bows, and then Tony. You gotta, Brian, you gotta you gotta hear Mike's answer first. All right, my, my answer. No, he just said it. My answer was Tony and Brian. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was my answer. Wait, you he think just, they're gonna fight? Really? I, I think they would be the first ones to go at it. Tony, Absolutely. Tony is, is Tony is not a fighter, man. Tony it could be like fist fight, but we're gonna probably have a verbal art, you know, discussion. <laughs> Cause like. Cause I can't, I can imagine. Cause Tony, Tony, I, the, the thing I love about Tony is he he knows how to walk away. Like you know what I'm saying? So we on an island. Where the fuck? Where the? Where are you walking to, bro? <laughs> going to the beach and get we, some fish. We stranded on the island. Man, he's throwing Wilson at you. He he. <laughs> Tony coming to hurt y'all, man. Y'all, we stuck on the island. And I don't know what the what the wildlife is like. I know Nick can hunt. I'm making peace with the people who can feed me. Ah, that's a smart one. But that's my point. See, and so Nick probably going to try to tell me how to do something and I'm not going to like it. And then I'm going to take my gun and probably shoot him in the pinky toe. And he's going to try to snipe me when I'm asleep. Harlem Knights his ass. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> my pinky toe. This motherfucker shot me in my pinky toe. Oh, that was a good movie. I I'm glad y'all know that movie, though. That was great. Good job, Ryan. Man, let's go. All right, so that was that was the fun question. That was it. So how come nobody's fucking my wife said I'm not going anywhere with y'all? <laughs> Nobody wanted to be stuck on that island anyway, Melissa. <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say, Wayne? How come nobody Mike? No, Mike just always the, the peace from you the peacemaker. <laughs> if y'all only knew. He said no. he's gonna be an observer like he normally would be, and like everyone find out who on this island can benefit my survival. Yes, <laughs> you know, Mike. Mike is going to let everybody eliminate themselves, 
and then he's gonna cook everybody later he's not on. survivor i'm still gonna die <laughs> I'm, everybody he's not survivor i'm trying to get out of there alive with you know, Kelly, I, had to, I had to i had to I had to post this i don't even know why me and tony got into it i felt like he wasn't listening to what i was saying like i was saying something he didn't hear i don't know what happened yo we gotta go back and watch that episode Y'all got into it on draft night it we got it got heated bro like tony really? got that no Tony cursed at me. I don't know if he cursed at me, but he cursed, and I thought it was to me. He's like, get the F out of here. <laughs> and then I went from zero to 100 real quick. Really? But we made up, though. Me and Tony bros, man. But brothers, involved? but brothers fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean? like, I remember one time I got to a fight with my blood brother. And then I hated myself ever since. Like I, like I, I was so mad that I fought my brother. But what? I, I, but and it wasn't even like it, it wasn't even a fight. It was like I just turned around and just punched him as hard as I could because we were on a, a bus going to uh, Franklin Mills you Mall. Hit, you hit a man on the bus because we were going to Franklin Mills Mall, and I guess he kept he kicked my seat up or whatever, and they kind of like jerked me, and I was just like, boy, damn. Right, and then I felt I broke his headphones, so that means he ain't had nothing to listen to. Wait, you punched him in the ear? Yeah, I punched him in the side of the face. I felt really bad after that, yo. Was he unconscious? No, nah, I ain't hit him that hard. I, you, you know how to, you know how to will in your strength. Oh, all right. I know how to will in my strength. If it was somebody that didn't know, though, they would have been knocked out. That's interesting. No, I. Uh, it's funny, like my family. They call me when my brother's out of line. Like I'm the one they call. Like it's, I mean, you, you laughing? I'm dead. See, I wish I wish I was making that up and lying about it. Like there's been time. There was this one night. I can't believe I'm about to say this on the air. I'm saying this and we getting out of here. It's eleven o'clock. There was this one night. My brother was having like a house party or something, and he got drunk and like just stupid drunk too. And uh, they, I get a phone call. Your brother's outside. He's standing on a on your cousin's car. Yelling, telling people he got guns in the house, and da 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 da. He he was just just stupid drunk. So I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. I get in the car, and I open the door. Now I'm pissed off because you're pulling me away from my family because you don't know how to control yourself, right? I get I get there, and I open the door, and then turn the car off, and I hear him from his backyard. Who the fuck called my brother on me? Y'all ain't shit. Why would y'all call? He recognized my car. This is Trenton. So I'm down the block. It's not like <laughs> he recognized my lights from down the street and was mad that somebody called me on him. And it was like there's certain times like, like you like you said, you know how to will your strength, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to you don't have to go in there and be Mr. Macho physical guy. I said, let's go. And I just pointed to that, and he just walked right. Like he, it was almost like how you talk to your child. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, like, and he he didn't try to argue or fight with me about nothing. Got to take it easy for the rest of the night. Like, I don't have time to be doing this shit. Like mm-hmm. you got to cut it out, you know. But yeah, no. But we get into it. That's that's a- my brother and I don't get into it. Like we we like the best of friends though. Like uh, I think we're like eight eight or nine years apart. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. Oh, that, that's a that's a bit. You you older? Yeah. You punched a kid in the face on a bus? <laughs> <laughs> Yo! That story is way different now, bro. Hey, you, I, I blow it up like that, dog. 
You know what it was? How old were you when you hit your brother? I don't know, yo. I was probably like, I hope I was 10 and he was one. (laughs) (laughs) Kick the baby. (laughs) No way, man. What? Because that that, that punch could have been a bunch. Oh, so so first of all, that punch was a bunch of buildup, right? Because you got to understand when you was feeling your apple salt. Oh, no, no, we no, let me let me supply the violence. Let's go. I, I ain't on here often anymore because y'all be doing shows without me. But let me let me get this out. That punch was a buildup for all the stuff that I got in trouble for, all the beatings, all the switches, all the pig feet. Now let me stop. I'm telling you, yo, that was the part. So it was one of those things that had nothing to do with him kicking my chair. Even though I asked him not to do it, it was just like, yo, I get beat for you. I'll take the rap for you. I'm about to give it back to you because he won't hit you. So I got it. I got this. That's what that was. Sorry, bro. I love you. Because <laughs> I know you probably watching. Uh, so, yeah, I love you, man. Real talk. He's, my wife said, I'm really not going away with y'all. <laughs> she said, y'all baby beaters. Right. I'm going to be like, get your kids under control. Bam. <laughs> nah, he was like a teenager, so I was probably in my 20s. Oh, my God. That's funny, man. That's funny. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to see y'all at midnight. Any, fi- <laughs> any final thoughts, guys? I'm getting out of here, man. It's my fault. Talk about being stranded on the island and stuff, man. I didn't say punch a baby. I (laughs) wasn't a baby. Like, he had to be 15. And then I was whatever that difference is in age. 15? Teacher? (laughs) Me and my brother are four years apart, so. How many years apart? He said eight or nine. Eight or nine, right? Come on the show no more. Let me say something. I get it the worst, yo. You could you could point to your brother and tell him to go to his room. I can't punch mine because I'm I'm a child beater. Oh my god. Oh, you got man. me snorting over here. Oh man. You got no Brian way. squirting. I didn't even know me snorting, not squirting. Oh. Okay. Guys, thank you all for checking us out tonight, man. I appreciate everybody who stayed for the entire show. Please, fellas, give me your final thoughts so we can go home. Pretty please. We talked about Suzanne Summer's sex life. Now Brian squirting. What the hell is happening <laughs> on my show? She said it didn't say that. That's what I thought he said, squirting or squinting. Which one was it? Snorting. Oh, now he's snorting. Oh. All right. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here, guys. Mahalo.